Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Report says, said the subject was firing a weapon at the clock tower and our officers responded to the area. A person is shot and killed by O'Fallon, Missouri police after a short pursuit. How it all started at that city's clock tower. And another death reported at the St. Louis City Justice Center. The questions the Civilian Oversight Board wants answered. Metrolink launches a new schedule this morning. A look at the changes to create more space and security. Beyonce's Renaissance film debuts number one at the box office. A look at how the Beehive brought the energy this past weekend. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back on this Monday, December 4th. You are watching The Power of Two at 6 a.m. I'm John Pertzborn. I'm Blair Leday. We're going to get straight to some breaking news right now. We have our Nissan Roadrunner, Nick Lopez, in East St. Louis, uh, learning more about this uh, reported shooting. Nick? Yeah, we heard reports of a shooting here on the 1100 block of, of uh, I'm sorry, here North 13th Street in East St. Louis. And since I've been here, I've seen lots of police, East St. Louis police, Fairmont City police, multiple ambulances. So one has just arrived. More police units are in front, have pulled up, and they're in front of the these apartment buildings right over here. There are also a few units behind the building. I've seen officers walking around with flashlights searching the area, as well as cars, several police cars driving around searching the area. I'm not exactly sure exactly what happened here just yet. I'm working to find out more information, but it is a very active scene right now here in East St. Louis. In the Nissan Rogue Runner, Nick Lopez, back to you. Thank you, Nick. Well, this is a live look at our Together Credit Union roof cam, and we're going to check in with our meteorologist, J.B. Travers. She's my meteorologist. She's ours. And All she's, right, we'll share her. She's looking in. Uh, it didn't, I didn't see any rain in that shot, Jamie, but we definitely had some rain overnight. Is it moving on out? Yeah, we have rain scattered across the area. Still more could impact that region as well. So scattered rain is the name of a game here over the next few hours, along with a lot of cloud cover as well there. So at the bus stop, it is very possible that you will still be dealing with some showers. It's a, a cold rain again, 39 degrees or so, feeling even colder though with the wind chills out there. We have wind chills around or even below that freezing mark. So a cold and wet start at the bus stop this morning. This afternoon though, dry. Hopefully by then we'll be partly cloudy or at least seeing a mix of clouds and sun. Highs today only in the upper 40s, so around 47 degrees as the kids are getting home from school. Now we'll have another round of a few sprinkles overnight tonight, followed by a warm up later on in the week. We'll detail that in just a few minutes. Well, some good news. No accidents for your commute this morning. Things looking pretty good. You can see lots of green on our map. One thing we have been monitoring, though, 64. You can see right here in that eastbound direction, that ramp to 141. There was debris on the roadway, but it looks like that has cleared up. No more emergency vehicles on scene, so that's some good news. One other thing to watch out for. 
You're taking Luke's and Hunt and getting on to 70. So we are seeing signal issues here as well. But as of right now, you can see travel moving by just fine. Those lights are blinking, but not causing any slowdown as of right now. Generally speaking, roadways looking good. And as I mentioned before, we are accident free. Blair and John. Thanks, Callista. An investigation this morning after police in O'Fallon, Missouri, shoot and kill someone. And it started with shots being fired outside of the city's hall and its clock tower. And the power of two is Chris Renier is in O'Fallon, Missouri, where this all happened. Authorities have not released a lot of details just yet about what exactly happened in this case. We do know that everything began late yesterday afternoon with a suspect firing shots at the clock tower here just feet from O'Fallon City Hall. It appears that there is damage to three of the four sides of the clock tower. And we can show you some video of the damage to the clock tower here. A resident who lives near City Hall telling us they did hear gunshots in this area late yesterday afternoon. Police say they don't know why the individual was firing shots off the clock tower. We do know that police were able to get a description of the vehicle that authorities tell us the suspect was driving. We're told O'Fallon officers tried to pull over the vehicle, but the driver failed to stop, and that's when a pursuit started. It ended near Spring Court in unincorporated St. Charles County. The public information officer for the O'Fallon Police Department telling us that it is still too soon in the investigation to go into details about the actual officer-involved shooting itself, but police do confirm that the suspect is dead. Here's what police did tell us about the incident. We had a report that said the subject was firing a weapon at the clock tower and our officers responded to the area and then located a vehicle that fit that description and then a pursuit was initiated when the vehicle failed to yield. St. Charles County critical incident team has been activated and they will handle the investigation from here. Uh, the, but everything was started in O'Fallon and it was involving O'Fallon officers. That critical incident team is a multi-jurisdictional unit which conducts investigations of high level and officer involved incidents Police have not released the identity or the age of the suspect in this case. In fact, at this point, we don't even know from authorities whether the suspect was a man or a woman. Reporting O'Fallon, Missouri, I'm Chris Renier. Thank you, Chris. 605 right now. Well, another death at the St. Louis Justice Center in downtown St. Louis. The city's Department of Public Safety tells us the death appears to be the result of a suicide. The Power of Two's Jeff Bernthal reports on the questions an oversight board once answered. That oversight board was recently granted access to this facility, but not the full access it had been asking for. Now, the city's Department of Public Safety tells us at approximately 6.09 Sunday morning, a correctional officer saw the detainee was unconscious. The CO called for medical assistance. EMS arrived approximately nine minutes later. The detainee was taken to a hospital and pronounced dead. The detention facility's oversight board chair tells us there have been 11 jail deaths in an approximately two-year span. While it's too soon to know all the facts surrounding this most recent death, the chair of that board said there are questions that will need to be answered. We understand that this person was in a cell by themselves. We, we want to know, well, was the person on suicide watch? If the person was on suicide watch, what's the process? What's the procedure? Uh, and if a person was on suicide watch, then what method did they use to, to kill themselves? So we, the first thing we always want to look at is process and procedure. Did uh, the Justice Center do everything that it was supposed to do uh, uh, 
to protect this person. The mayor's office tells us it cannot comment on the death because an investigation is underway, but adds the city has transitioned to a new medical provider and is in the process of hiring a chief medical officer in the Justice Center. The oversight board continues to seek access to the medical providers and to the staff involved with suicide watches or use of force. The board expressing its condolences to the family of the detainee whose identity has not yet been released. All right, and police find a man shot to death in his car yesterday afternoon. Who did it remains a mystery so far. This was on I-55 South and South 7th Street in South St. Louis. It happened just before 1230 in the afternoon yesterday. When police arrived, they located a man in that car with a gunshot wound. That man later died. A person is in the hospital after crashing a car into a building. Now, this happened in South St. Louis near the intersection of Gravoy and Merrimack. It was at around 1 yesterday afternoon. Right now, we don't know the condition of the driver or what might have caused that crash. 607 right now, and Metrolink launching a new operating plan today. Yeah, it reduces trains to single cars at night and weekends. Under this new plan, two car trains will be in service on the red and blue lines Monday through Friday until 8 at night. The second car will be closed after 8 in the evening, and riders will have to board the front car. Single car trains will operate all day on Saturdays and Sundays. Second cars will be added on days with big events scheduled in downtown St. Louis. By State Development says the changes will add space and security on trains.